Hello everyone, today is February 17th, 2016. I'm your podcast host, client manager John Nigel of InTouch Manufacturing Services. InTouch is an American-owned company headquartered in Shenzhen, China that specializes in everything from quality control product inspections to factory audits, social compliance, and sourcing. My guest today is a returning guest, client manager from Jiangxi province. She studied at ASU for her master's degree in the U.S., and her name is Vicky Yu. So welcome, Vicky. Hello, everyone. And today, Vicky and I will be talking about three ways pollution affects manufacturing in China. And this is based off a blog article that Vicky had written in the last month or so. So I guess we should start off by talking about the problem with pollution in China. I think people elsewhere in the world they don't really understand how it affects people that live in China. I mean, they hear news about it, but I don't know that they know how it affects people really. So you've written a little bit about the the shutdowns in two thousand eight. Can we, I guess, make that a starting point? Yeah, like in two thousand eight, Beijing has hosted the Olympic Games, and to make sure this game like people likes it, so they have to shut down a lot of its factories or move it to other near city like Tianjin, so there's less pollution in the city. And according to to I think some study during that month of the Olympic Games, like the People see more blue skies than than any other time of that year, so it's very serious. Okay, yeah, I can remember back in two thousand eight, I was in the U.S. and a lot of Olympic athletes were like thinking about boycotting the Olympics or like wearing gas masks, like in protest of the pollution there. So it was definitely a big deal in the news. But it's interesting to note that yeah, they did have to shut down hundreds of factories in Beijing and more in Tianjin, which is the neighboring city to the east. So it definitely had an impact on manufacturing. So let's get into the first way that pollution affected manufacturing, aside from what we've just talked about, which is facing fines, factories facing fines. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, China has released these. Latest environment protection law, and this law is actually like, like as Chinese, we think it's quite strict because it gives the local government, central government, a lot of power to control and shut down or stop manufacturing, and until they have improved the way they produce less pollutions, and the fines is calculated by the days、uh, they announced. Need to be improved, and if they don't change the evaluation, the fine is, calc- is continuing calculating. And a lot of local governments have taken actions because this actually can also increase their benefits to a certain level. Okay, so so for each day that the factory does not comply with the new provisions in the law, the government will fine the factory. Is that right? Yes. Yes. And you you also mentioned, I think that the. The law had not really been revised for twenty-five years, so I guess, do you think it was maybe a combination of what happened in the Olympics and sort of growing concerns about pollution that finally made the government step in and and actually enforce it? Yeah, I think it's the pollution is so bad it has come to the to the level that the government has to deal with it. Right. Yeah, I remember also in December there was the the red alerts in Beijing and they closed. Schools and offices and stuff. How many days was that? Do you know if like that was a, a few days that took effect or? I think it's about like four days in a row because I went to Beijing for the New Year 
and friends send me like messages about this red alerts and saying, "Oh, do you still want to come?" Right. Yeah. I think like offices were closed. People were either working from home or not at all. It's pretty scary. So, in terms of the fines themselves, the government finding factories that that can't meet the new guidelines. How does that, I guess, how does that affect importers that are buying products from these factories? Well, if the factory does not like change, these fines is going to increase their cost, and they either has to absorb this cost themselves, which means they lower their market margin, or they have to put this cost to their products. Which means, like as importer, you you need to pay more to for for the same item. So either way, I guess the importer is going to be paying for the for the factory being fined. I mean, they're going to be paying the cost as it gets passed on to the customers. Is that right? Right. Even if the factory absorbs these fines themselves, but in the long run, they won't be able to to stand because they're not making enough profits. So they have to, they have to pass this cost some way to the importers. Okay. The second effect of of pollution on manufacturing in China. You mentioned that brands face pressure to comply. What do you mean by that? Well, like a lot of like famous brands, they always have those kind of social compliance or environment compliance to make sure their supply chain does not have any like potential harm to their reputation. Let's take the example I made in the article. Gap. Gap has been found using like. Toxic chemicals in their fabric, which, which is bad for the environment、um, at the manufacturing areas, and a lot of non-profit organizations like do protest against them, and which is a big deal. Yeah, definitely, and I I think that it's come up in the news in the U.S. in California, like in the last. I don't know. In the last couple of years, I think, and that is some of the pollution from the air actually has blown over across the Pacific into California. So some of the smog that people talk about in places like Los Angeles, they've been able to trace back to factories that are are working in China that have essentially been outsourced from the U.S. So companies. Like you mentioned, Gap, notably here in Southeast Asia, but other companies as well have been found to be sort of exporting. The pollution, in effect, but it's actually coming back to the U.S., which is troubling. You mentioned audits as a way to maybe force suppliers to comply with standards. Let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah, like there is a specific audit called ISO fourteen thousand one, which is auditing the environment management system in a factory. But to be honest, auditing itself is also a very complicated system, and a lot of People think you can get the truth out of it, but sometimes maybe not, or maybe not one hundred percent. So it's a mix. It's kind of a mix. You can kind of get mixed mileage from auditing. I think if it's the factory that's conducting the audit and they they're paying the auditors to conduct the audit, maybe they'll try and get certification, for example, for a certain ISO standard. They might pressure the auditors or pay them to sway them a little bit or make them biased one way or another, make them more lenient in their reporting. So that can be tricky, but I think. Yeah, it's important that if auditing is being done, to have a third party go in there and to have that, make sure that third party is has some integrity controls to prevent any kind of bias from occurring, pressure from the factory to make sure that they have a more accurate audit. Would you agree with that? Yeah, definitely. Like a third party, like auditing is definitely a good way to make sure the level of integrity. And because first of all, it's hard to. Pay to have a pass result on an audit if it's conducted by a third party auditing company, and also like if it's a third party auditing company, they will like rotate 
their auditors. So it's not like one auditor going to the same factory all the time or frequently. They got to know the factory stuff, or they might build a relationship or anything like that. Right, and I think some people have found that by using an audit like ISO fourteen thousand one, it can reveal a lot of issues that may be related to waste. That if the factory resolves, they can actually lower their costs and be more profitable. Which brings us to our last point here. The third way that you mentioned is that manufacturing is affected by pollution in the way that factories need to upgrade their processes to meet new regulations and standards. So let's talk about that. Yeah, like. Upgrading the manufacturing process is, in general, a good thing to the industry, and it is a good way to reduce the pollution because, first, you can reduce the waste, and second, by employing new machinery or new raw material or anything like that that contains like less toxic or less harmful like chemicals, it's definitely going to make your items more appeal to brands that. Care about their reputation, and also the example I I made in the article, saying one fabric factory they invest in to recycle the water and the the power system, which help them to reduce their their cost too. Right, I think that when factories hear about higher regulations or when retailers hear about. Pressure. They have pressure to meet a, a higher standard for environmental issues and pollution. It's acting as an incentive, and it's something that I think frightens brands at first and factories at first. But then, when they start to put forth the investment to improve the process, they find that with that, they're more efficient. And as you said, they can cut sort of toxic additives and other things that may make the brand less appealing if it sort of came to light. So I think it, it does save a lot of money for people. The other example used here that we've talked about before is Ford Motor Company, in an effort, I guess, to lower their their VOCs, their volatile organic compounds, in their paint. They were able to cut costs by two million, but they set out trying to really cut down on the pollution as one of their main initiatives, and saving money was almost like an afterthought or a side effect of doing that. So, yeah, I think you're right. I think it can save importers money. It can save suppliers money. So. I guess what is the overall idea here with the pollution that is affecting China? Could you sort of give us a short summary of that? Manufacturing in general definitely brings China a lot of fortune, but as a side effect, like the pollution brought by the manufacturing has hurt China a lot too. And not only the government, but also Chinese people in general wants to reduce it. It will slow down like the the speed of our economy in a to a certain level. Well, I think most people think reducing the pollution and to make the manufacturing more efficient in China is a better way because we are upgrading our image as well. Like Japan used to, is 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 the same cycle. Japan used to has a lot of pollutions as well in their in their industry, and now they're like one of the top manufacturing exporters in some like high tech, which is what I think is what China is looking forward to. Okay, so I guess. Addressing the pollution problem, it is a problem. But by addressing it, it leads to a lot of upgrades. It leads to higher technologies, better manufacturing capabilities, cleaner air, and and lower costs for importers. Would you agree with that? Yeah, for sure. Okay, great. I want to thank my guest Vicky Yu for joining me today to talk about pollution, how it affects manufacturing in China. So thank you, Vicky. Yeah, you're welcome. Look forward to the next one. 
Great. I wanted to thank our listeners out there for tuning in to today's broadcast and to remind you all to check out our social media pages, Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook. We've got some daily news updates and tips and advice for manufacturers and importers. You can also check out our YouTube channel to see some videos, including some on-site inspections and some interviews with industry experts. And finally, if you'd like to get in contact with us directly, you can drop us a line on our company website. That is www.intouchquality.com. Thank you.